0: Welcome to the KFAX Ministry of the Week. Each week we highlight a local ministry that is impacting the community in Jesus' name. Our hope is to connect you to a ministry in which you can grow and serve in Christ's kingdom. And now your host for the Ministry of the Week, Craig Roberts.
1: Strengthen your tent stakes and be ready for exciting growth. Welcome to the program as we're joined today in studio by a very special guest, some exciting news about some pretty significant um strengthening of tent stakes going on at a ministry that's had a presence here in the San Francisco Bay Area for more than 70 years now has impacted upwards of 8,000 lives directly through higher Christian education. And my goodness, the untold numbers of tens of hundreds of thousands of people whose lives have been impacted off of that. Well, certainly only God in history will know the impact of the ministry of Golden Gate Theological Seminary, now Gateway Seminary. And joining me today in studio, is the director of the newly formed Fremont Campus, professor of historical theology at Gateway Seminary, Dr. Rick Durston. Doctor, great to see you again.
2: It's good to see you, Craig. Thanks so much
1: for having me in the studio. Lots of exciting things going on today, and I suppose most notably some people saying, wait a minute, new campus, uh, name change? Wow, what's going on here? I must have missed a memo. Uh, there have been some really exciting things going on at this institution that, as I mentioned, has had roots here in the San Francisco Bay Area for more than 70 years now. So there's a couple of good solid uh, generations plus in there. That's correct. And now that strengthening of the tent stakes for expansion to include a brand new campus in Fremont and down south in Ontario. Tell us what's been going on.
2: On April 1st, in fact, when the president began to share what was going to happen on April Fool's Day, I wondered if it was just a bad joke. (laughs) Uh, This was two years ago. The president said, Uh, obviously our trustees were in the know and our vice presidents that we had sold the campus and that we were looking to acquire a strategic property in Southern California and a strategic property in the East Bay uh, as Golden Gate moved its footprint slightly in California. We already had a campus in Southern California in Brea. He began to share this and to find out if we – the faculty, the students would respond with unity. And that has been an amazing thing. I think sometimes when you make a strategic step, it's always risky. It always has bumps. It always has problems. But will the people go with you? And it has happened. We also thought that uh, will our, our, our constituencies, the churches and our donors, will they step up and believe that God is in this too? And a uh, about a month after this, our president gets a call and uh, a donor says, we believe in what you're doing and we want to fund you to help train church planters anywhere Golden Gate's at, now Gateway Seminary, and wrote a check. The president looked at it. And it was $750,000. And that, that kind of thing keeps happening uh, on the micro level with faculty relocating and getting a house for the very first time, those kinds of things. Uh, but the Beaver stories are related to Uh, how we came to sell the property in Mill Valley because we were stymied. We tried two years to amend our master plan and spent two million dollars and actually went backwards. And I do think sometimes when we're knocking on a door, it's not the door God wants us to go through, but we think we're just knocking hard enough. Meanwhile, somebody tapped us on the shoulder and said, would you consider selling your property? And It had to be for the right number and with no conditions uh, because it's just very difficult in Marin and perhaps other counties to get something through the Planning Commission. So uh, we uh, settled on $85 million. Uh, We found this property, another kind of miracle in Ontario, where the president said, we looked and looked at buildings. Nothing was just right, and the president points at a building and says, that's the kind of building I want. Well, it wasn't for sale, but we owned it within two weeks. Mm. Uh, and we wanted to come to Fremont because it's, it's so central to the freeway system. It's on the part line. A church calls us up out of the blue. We would like to give you property on Mission Boulevard in Fremont. No conditions whatsoever. So now we've broken ground in Fremont, and the construction is going forward as rapidly as the uh, contractors can deliver it. Uh, two-story, beautiful, beautiful building on Mission Boulevard, which are excited about that also. So the Fremont campus of Gateway Seminary will be here. Uh, We've already moved into the campus down in Ontario, and uh, we are holding on to a rent back in Mill Valley uh, until December when the Fremont campus will be ready to occupy and we can start classes in the spring of 2017.
1: There's a lot of wonderful strategy that seems to have come together and, and, and just perfectly aligned, but I get the sense that God has really been the driver of that strategy, to to have a buyer come along to be able to unload that prime real estate in Mill Valley and literally expand the ministry, brand new facilities. And even the building in Ontario, I understand, is a bit of a miracle. That was something I understand that went up and that got stymied because of the 2009 economic downturn and literally sat there as a shell, almost as if God said, I've reserved this property for you.
2: Exactly. Um, the building went into bankruptcy and was acquired, and so we got a great deal on a high-end business building that had never been finished on the inside, and so we spent uh, several millions of dollars to renovate it to be a state-of-the-art training place for uh, pastors, church planters, ministers. So when they walk in there, they're going to feel thrilled that God has called them to train at Gateway Seminary.
1: Let's talk about the name change for literally 70 years of the history of the ministry of Golden Gate Theological Seminary. uh, Seem to reference your location, Mill Valley, literally overlooking the Golden Gate Bridge and probably the most recognizable landmark in the world. And yet the name change seems to lead more toward the mission of this educational ministry in the sense of serving as a gateway to Pastoral work, certainly missions work, a big emphasis in the educational programs within what now Gateway Seminary is doing.
2: Uh, it is true people all over the world and especially in the United States who want to work cross culturally multiculturally, they will come to the Bay Area because that 's who we are. Uh, virtually any people group you want to work on planet Earth or in the u s they live here. You can look it up in the yellow pages or yelp it and find a restaurant so I can taste what that culture. Is like uh, here in Fremont, uh, the the flea markets that's here. Any Middle Eastern nation in the world, you can go there and find your people. And so, to have uh, this campus, really is the next step, the next generation of Golden Gate's mission. You know, sometimes we start our mission and we're a little myopic. It's a little smaller than what God plans for. He said, "Look up higher." You know, claim claim the nations, and I think that. The move from Golden Gate. So, you know, Golden Gate has six campuses. We have five physical campuses and one online. And when you answer the phone in Denver, Colorado, and say Golden Gate Seminary, it doesn't quite connect that, that well. Uh, and we want to be a gateway to anywhere God is calling somebody to train or calling someone to go. And we're very excited about uh, the possibilities. By the way, for the last two years, somebody had renamed our Critical PR piece, public relations piece, and it was called a Gateway Magazine. So God has been ahead of us all the steps. <laughs> Indeed. We're just trying to catch up with him. I, a friend of mine says, you know, we don't take Jesus to anybody. Jesus takes us to people he's already working with, and that's just what's happened at Gateway Seminary.
1: Was it strategic also, Dr. Durst, in terms of maintaining a presence here in the San Francisco Bay Area? And I ask that question because we know that many notable Christian schools and universities have left the Bay Area. Now, uh, not to cast any aspersions, they deal with the high cost of living here, the expenses of operating any kind of institute here in the Bay Area is just outrageous. And so the desire to want to move to greener, cheaper pastures is certainly a logical one. And yet I have to wonder, as you speak to the representation of the globe right here in the San Francisco Bay Area, where you can have a student come through the doors, sit through the program at Gateway, and then get some real-world mission field experience, not halfway across the world that requires an airplane flight and a passport, but literally down the street. There's got to be something very strategic to that approach to maintaining the presence of a campus here in the San Francisco Bay Area.
2: Part of the vision of our presidents. I've I've been at Golden Gate for 25 years now, so I've sat under a number of presidents, and the vision has always been to put the training as close to the person who's called as possible, so they don't have to disrupt their ministry. They can energize it, polish it, strengthen it by training at Golden Gate. You know, typically we think about get your training and then start the ministry. Well, really many of the students that God is calling the Golden Gate, it's the other way around. They've started their ministry, and now they realize the need for additional uh, strategies, education, to get sounder in the Old Testament, the New Testament, theology, church history, and that's why they seek seek out Gateway Seminary. Now, the cost of living faithfully for Christ is going up. Many of us are facing increasing hostility as we share the gospel. However, it's the nature of the gospel that It gets better lived when it's shared in the wind of hostility, Mm -hmm. and the same for the seminary. But God steps up and picks up the check. Uh, I remember sitting with a Chinese pastor, much senior, really respected, and I didn't know how how you get the check, you know. And I reached out for the check, and he grabbed it and said, I'll pick up the check. And I thought about the words of the Lord, you know. Revengeance is mine. I'll pick up the check, so to speak. Well, God's picked up the check for us at Gateway, and we're so grateful. It's not anything we've done. It's his plan. It's his supply. But we are some word less than unfaithful if we don't step into that and keep stepping and keep trusting and keep persevering even when wrinkles and troubles happen.
1: We're visiting today with Dr. Rick Durst. He is the director of the newly formed Fremont campus of Gateway Seminary. You say Gateway Seminary? That that doesn't ring a bell. How about Golden Gate Theological Seminary? Oh, that should ring a lot of bells. A ministry that's had deep roots here in the Bay Area for more than 70 years now. More than 8,000 students have matriculated through the campus doors there and gone into the mission field, be it here in America or overseas. And of course, that great rich theological heritage will continue. Continue now with a brand new campus in Fremont, brand new facilities in Ontario. And we were just mentioning before the break, Dr. Durst, the fact that part of the vision here is to give students practical in-field ministry application. And traditionally it's been come, learn by the book, and then go and be sent and discover in the missions field what real ministry is like. This is a unique environment, isn't it, particularly for the presence of Gateway here in that the missions field is not a plane ride. It's literally out your back door. Every potential culture, language, people group that exists anywhere on the planet is represented right here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So I think what in particular excites me about the ministry, the educational ministry of Gateway Seminary is the fact that not only are you equipping students to serve in the real world environment that benefits us here locally in terms of impacting the Bay Region with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but that practical application of going into all the world, Samaria, Judea, the uttermost parts of the earth. There's probably nowhere else on planet earth where Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth are virtually the same thing.
2: Absolutely. When I think about the location in Fremont and just start looking around, knowing what ethnic groups are uh, located with some intensity in different places, and also the fact that we're, we're in the Silicon Valley and what's happening in Google and Facebook and all of those companies that are changing the world's culture. And to embrace that with theological education and biblical interpretation, that's the right mix uh, for students to be shaped and transformed. And one of the things I really like about Gateway Seminary is sometimes uh, Christianity can be steeped in tradition and which the traditions of the faith and the truth of the doctrine, that that doesn't need to change. But methods always need to be changing. And But sometimes we elevate methods almost to idolatry. But at, Go- at Gateway Seminary – you are expected to try new things and not succeed always. You know, it's, it's almost as if in the classroom, what have you failed at lately? Because you tried something new, and it doesn't always go well. Or how could you tweak that? How could you do that? And the faculty that are are um, in, in the classes, they're real-world practitioners. In fact, I used to think the only way you could come on the seminary's faculty is by having literally 10 to 20 years in the international field. Mm. And many of our faculty have serious um, pastoral ministry experience, but plus some have lots of international experience. Uh, Our professor of counseling, uh, she was there when Serbo-Creation War broke out, and she and her husband were delivering counseling and Christian truth and pastoral care, and they bring that into the classroom.
1: What could be better? And Beyond the practical application, there's another point that I want to underscore here. We've seen an alarming paradigm shift take place in higher education, not only secular higher education in America, but even in theological training, that has embraced not new methodologies, but new theologies that depart from historical, biblical Christian teaching. And I think, in particular, what's exciting about the presence and the impact of Gateway here in the San Francisco Bay Area is that while you embrace, as you suggest, Dr. Durst, new innovation, new thoughts, new ideas to disseminate the gospel, to impact lives for Christ. And let's face it, we should always be doing things like that. I mean, who would have looked at radio 80 years ago and said this can't possibly be a tool for the gospel where today it's considered to be a normative part of the overall tools that are available to us in sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ or, or growing in in one's discipleship and in, in relationship with the Lord. But the fact that Gateway is dedicated to the fundamental historical Christian Pillars of Truth, I think is particularly exciting because we've seen this trend take place in many other ways where all of a sudden the New Ageism begins to creep into theological teaching and we're embracing pluralism and things of this sort. We end up watering down the effectiveness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that has not at all been the case of the theological approach by Gateway.
2: Uh, Gateway Seminary is uh, an educational enterprise of the Southern Baptist Convention So people know what we stand for in terms of, as you suggested, uh, we are committed to uh, the the infallibility and inerrancy of Scripture. We are committed to um, the the historic faith, uh, the Nicene Creed, and so forth. Uh, And we really believe that God shows his power in faithfulness to Scripture and the gospel. And my job as a faculty member is to acquaint the students with the spectrum of what's taught and what has been taught in church history, but then show them how we are faithful in this context with the scriptures, from the scriptures, in order to address the issues. Um, uh, for instance, in uh, about 1952, when the Revised Standard Version came out, it changed a number of things from the King James Version. One of the things it changed was First John 5, 7, and 8 uh, which was in the King James version a an explicit reference to the Trinity. These three Father, Son, and Spirit are one. Well, that isn't in the oldest biblical manuscripts. So immediately, um, Muslim apologists began to say Christians have taken the Trinity out of the Bible, and so consequently, there's that 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 uh, tension. Tension. Yeah. When how do I answer that? Well. Uh, Part of my research and other faculty's research is to look in the New Testament. There are 75 references to the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, or Spirit, Son, Father, in one of those three orders in the New Testament. So it's not our fault we believe the Trinity. It's what the Scripture says. If you take the Scripture seriously, you're going to believe what the ancient faith is with reference to the one God who is Father, Son, and Spirit. And that's just an example of how we do things at uh, Gateway Seminary. Uh, to, to train the students to be effective in training others and their leaders in the churches to do the work of ministry in the Bay Area and beyond.
1: And to be able to address those kinds of questions, to, to have a strong biblically-based apologia that can go to the heart of the questions that will be raised by not only other cultures and other peoples and seekers, but also people that come from other religious viewpoints exactly. that wish to engage in debate, at the end of the day— um, Christian apologetics is really not about trying to win a debate, but it's about disseminating truth in love that can effectively change lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes.
2: Yesterday, a Muslim had asked a person who's sharing the gospel here in the Bay Area and had asked her, what about the Crusades? And I said, well, I'm going to give you an answer. I'm not sure it's the one you want to use because it's too argumentative. But Laman Sana, who taught missions at Yale University, he's a Muslim background, Believer. Um, He said, Look, Christians did commit these crusades and we've been apologizing for a thousand years. Muslims are still committing crusades and they have never, ever apologized. What's up with that? How come there's no apology of it? I said, Well, you could give that answer and it may rock them back a bit. But maybe a better way of coming at that is to say, What is it in the nature of Christianity that when we make a mistake, We want to honor God by honestly acknowledging that and humbling ourselves. Why is it when Islamic leadership makes a mistake? Where is the place of repentance in that? And what is the difference? Uh, You may be aware of this, there's a new wind blowing in Islam. And because of the um, jihadist, fundamentalist uh, movement that's causing death mostly against Muslims, but touching everybody in the world, many Muslims are saying, this is not working for me anymore. I need to find something else, and they are coming to Christ. Now, with persecution, but there is a new wind blowing across the Middle East, and more Muslims are coming to Christ now than
1: ever. Well, and the concept of a personal relationship with the very God himself who is in the business of not retribution but reconciliation. Amen has got to excite somebody when that truth is quickened to their heart by the Holy Spirit. We're going to take a brief time out, come back to more of our conversation. If you've just joined us, Dr. Rick Durst is with us today in studio. He is the Fremont Campus Director of Gateway Seminary, formerly known as Golden Gate Theological Seminary. Lots of exciting things going on with the expansion to a brand new campus centrally located in the San Francisco Bay Area that really is literally 45 minutes driving time from no matter where you live in the San Francisco Bay region. And, of course, there's also a a brand-new campus that has been established down in Ontario. There's an online outreach as well of education. And as we talk about the the breadth and depth of the educational course offerings um, through Gateway Seminary, just walk us through, if you would, Dr. for those that are maybe not familiar with Uh, the ministry opportunity, the educational ministry opportunities here. Give us kind of a a brief thumbnail look at the ministry of Gateway.
2: Well, those of you that know theological education, you know that the bread and butter degree is the master of divinity. It's a three-year degree that is anchored in Bible, Old and New Testaments, hermeneutics, how do you interpret the scriptures, church history, theology, and then practical courses in pastoral care, missions, evangelism, uh, and so forth. And there's a uh, field education component in there in order to complete the degree program. So that's a three-year degree program. We have a, a, a scaled-down version. Some people call it MDiv-Lite, but it's the Master of Theological Studies. So if you just take the core of the MDiv, excluding the biblical languages, Greek and Hebrew, that's what the MTS is, Masters of Theological Studies. But also others are field called to discipleship education. So we have a Masters of Art in Educational Leadership. Now those are that's a two-year degree. The Master of Theological Studies is also a two-year degree. Now, all of those programs will be offered at the uh, Fremont campus. Uh, All of the courses for the MDiv are offered every year. Uh, Just yesterday, I said to some uh, friends at church, "Um, you can drop in on any of my classes anytime. I'd just like you to see what it's like. You can audit classes. There are specific certificate programs that you could take in youth ministry, um, in Bible teaching program. So there are subsets of one of those degree programs. So you can wade in as deep as you think your schedule will allow.
1: For folks that would like to get more information, either about the online educational track or about attending classes, either at the existing campus or, or most notably at the new Fremont campus, what's the best way to reach you?
2: Just give us a call. Or you can go online at gs.edu. Much easier to remember than ggbts.edu, gs.edu, and you can make connection, you can get information, uh, you can actually even make an application there. By the way, the uh, vice president of uh, student services told me, you can still apply and still start classes at, at Gateway Seminary this fall. And they'll even waive the application fee, so it's a sale.
1: Fantastic! We'll take advantage of the opportunity, and again, uh, you can go online to get more information at GS. Just think of Gateway Seminary, GS.EDU. That's GS.EDU, or you can call toll free eight 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 four four two eight seven hundred. That's eight 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 four four two eight seven zero zero. Or again, online at GS.EDU. I imagine there's going to be an exciting open house coming up uh, in 2017 as well.
2: Yes, we're, we're starting to prepare for that already. Excellent. We'll look
1: forward to that. I'll be looking for my invitation. Hey, thanks to uh, Dr. Rick Durst for being with us in studio today, director of the new Fremont campus. And uh, we've got to get you back to talk about one of your books too here. Reed. Love to so, do it. In fact, I've got the latest sitting on the counter in front of me on reordering the Trinity, six movements of God in the New Testament. So we'll make an appointment for that too. Dr. Rick Durst from Gateway Seminary. thanks so much for your time. And again, information available on the web at gs.edu, that's gs.edu, or call toll-free 888-442-8700, 888-442-8700. Thank you for listening to the KFAX
0: Ministry of the Week. More information about this week's highlighted ministry is available at kfax.com. Also, please tune in this Sunday at 12 noon for a message from this ministry And tune in at this time next week for another edition of the KFAX Ministry of the Week. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.